through the hourglass. Today is the longest day of my life. Welcome back to the longest days of our lives, a 24 fan cast. It is day two, hour 22, and I am one of your hosts, Jack Bauer, super fan, Mike Cushing. And I am another one of your hosts, 24 newbie, Curtis Perry. And I am your third and final host, and Sherry fucking Palmer fan to the max, Michael Howard. Man, Sherry, Michael, as a, as a Sherry Palmer super fan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how did you feel last episode? I almost said last week, but whoops. Um, last episode, when Sherry Palmer turned around when the lights came on in the super secret dastardly agency. My God, I knew it was going to be good. Like, she... <sighs> She was clearly caught in some shit, and that is the yeah. best Sherry Palmer because she will lie to her death, but people will believe her somehow, mm-hmm. some way. The thing is, like, in this episode, so obviously she meets Jack Bauer, mm-hmm. and at no point, I mean, Jack probably doesn't even know <laughs> that Sherry Palmer in season one greenlit the absolute murder of his daughter he doesn't Mm-mm. know how shady she is Mm-mm. at all yeah oh boy and man she a- is just she can work anyone like i'm surprised she hasn't gotten into the the ctu counterterrorism game because she would make a fucking great spy the good the best thing about this episode to me and curtis i definitely want your your feelings on this she she plays everyone throughout the entire season. I got the sense during at every interaction they had in this episode, she only played Jack. And this is rare for Jack Bauer because he gets played like a fiddle nonstop. <laughs> Sherry Palmer only played Jack Bauer to the degree that he let her. Correct. Well, that's the thing. I think the he's immune to her wiles because specifically yeah because he's just so fucking straightforward like he's not he literally is not playing a game he does not know how to play a game and right her whole thing is like manipulating people by playing a game on them while thinking that they're playing a different game and jack is like i don't give a fuck about your game i will shoot you in the face there is a point in which Jack decides he is taking no more shit. And we'll talk about it when we get <laughs> we'll, there. We'll get there. Yeah, well, and, so. and I Because I, I, he's being played up until this point, and it's something that's pretty big for this whole season. But yeah, yeah. let's... All right, so we open up. Then. It is the 5 a.m. hour. And at the end of the last episode, um, Jack had infiltrated a apartment uh, linked to Alex Hewitt, a hacker who he had learned had possibly created... The site, the Forge Cypress audio recording. Uh, he learned this because he had left a piece of code, recurring code, in the recording, which somehow no one noticed. It was a, his t- elite hacksaw signature. His elite hacker signature, which was in the FBI and CTU <laughs> system. No one on the crack team that authenticated the audio noticed this recurring piece of code, which you can't really blame them. There's a lot going on. They're busy people. Yeah. No big deal. Um, <laughs> so in the previously, the the best part about it was during the the flashback to David Palmer's trial, uh, the, there was the point where he was like, you have to be removed from basically decision making and the way he stands up and like they lead him out of the room in the flashback it looks like he basically told him like hey you fucked up you gotta go to your room man 
You're going to have to go to your room leave, for the rest of the night. He does leave the room like a small child. Yeah. <laughs> he left the room like me, told being told I was about to be spanked mm. and going to my room to put on 55 pairs of underwear. <laughs> put on all the underwear? Yeah. Yeah. And so in the previous episode, we see that. We see David being removed from office. And we see Tony Almeida and Michelle Dessler kind of realizing they're going to need to work behind uh, Ryan Chappelle, the act, the director, the CTU director, uh, work behind his back to get shit done. So I kept alternating all episode between thinking Ryan Chappelle is in on something and he's like he's like a head head dude somewhere to thinking that he is just a bureaucratic bitch. He is just a bureaucratic bitch. And by the way, there is a theme that occurs at the end of this episode that I really, really hope continues throughout the entirety of the season. But we will get there once again. So we open up. It's about 502. Sherry Palmer's bodyguard enters the apartment of Alex Hewitt that Jack is kind of hiding out in. And uh, he searches the place and we see, you know, yeah, he searches very poorly. He searches approximately one third of the apartment. And he tells that he tells Sherry, like, well, Hewitt's not here. And she says, well, I'm not surprised. Go check the garage for his car. And so Sherry has definitely been to this place before. It's like so Sherry is not she's not stumbled upon this apartment by accident. And we see Jack watching from a very shadowed alcove behind some uh, some bookshelves as Sherry kind of pokes around, clearly searching for something. You know, the other reason I think Jack is immune to Sherry is he has zero ability to be surprised by anything. Like, he shows zero emotion to the fact that Sherry fucking Palmer just walked into the apartment of the man who set up the Cypress recordings. Like, he has no reason to think he doesn't know about Sherry Palmer's involvement with Roger Stanton or any of that shit, and he is not the least bit surprised. So, he he's not surprised to see her there. He's surprised a couple times later in the episode, I think, by the game that Sherry plays, because I like Michael to your point that he's incapable of it. When he hears the like evidence of her game, he's just like, "Okay, we're doing this." And then by the by the middle of the episode, he starts playing it, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me. Like he plays the day he does the dank thing, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, so we cut back to the White House Situation Room, and we see a military advisor um, talking to the newly installed President James Prescott. Saying that uh, I don't think we've lost the element of surprise, even though we've delayed the attack. And uh, you can tell by these satellite photos that the resistance against uh, our primary targets are insignificant and not ready for shit right now. And Prescott says, oh, what, well, when were these pictures taken? And the general says, 10 minutes ago. Which means them Jennies were not waiting around for shit. They had no intention nope. of not attacking these countries whatsoever. Nah. But I, I need to understand this. So three countries attacked uh, the one superpower left on the planet mm-hmm. and didn't think to guard important shit. Well, After that, yeah. I think they were going to know if they thought it was just going to they were going to think it was second wave and it was just a rogue, you know, rogue agent of, of mm-hmm. some like Al Qaeda type pin place. It all, we're going to pin it all on not Af. Afghanistan? <laughs> Probably non, not them. Non-Ganistan? Non-Ganistan. How's that? Mm-hmm. Sure, man. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great point, Curtis. I didn't really think about that. <laughs> I but didn't holy either, shit. but yeah, they, they probably should have been on high alert. 
at some point. Or, or like, what's the? It's like, oh man, what a good ruse. Yeah, like, I don't want us. Like, I don't care what you think. I'm pretty sure there's nowhere right now in Russia that's not well guarded. It's just like, yeah. oh, just let's let's just Wait, and just, here's just the JIC. Let's uh, here, well, and Curtis to speak to that. The other side of that coin is like, if somewhere in America got nuked, then you didn't do it. But you were one of the prime suspects. Mm-hmm. Would you not be rushing and be like, ah, oh, fuck, they're coming for us. Look, oh, I, I, if I'm the leader of any nation on Earth, all of them, and, and <laughs> the United States gets nuked, I'm scrambling Earthing because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to think or try to do. I'm just, you know, I'm going to be ready. I don't care if I'm fucking Iceland. I'm going to be ready. I've played Civilization a lot. Mm. And I know when and where to amass my forces. <laughs> I know which borders are need need shoring up. I think these guys do too. Um, so we cut back to uh, the district office of CTU and Mike Novick enters David Palmer's room with an officer, a naval officer, and demands his key codes for the nuclear codes. Man, and I wouldn't says, these traitorous motherfuckers. Shit. I just... Every time I see Mike's face, I just want to punch him. Mm. I, just I know. It. And the oh, thing is, God I dear. loved Mike. Mm-hmm. I loved Mike so much. And I forgot that he did this horrible, heinous thing to me the, personally. The look that Palmer gives Mike right before he walks out of the room is like, you such. Kn- he's like, you know, I'm going to fuck you up after this, right? Such mm-hmm. disdain. Mm-hmm. And like, this comes up later. We're like, again, Mike kind of reiterates that he's just trying to be a good dude. But man, but so he walks in and says, I need your key codes. They belong to President Prescott now. And David, before he he says anything, he's like, well, how long will I be detained? And Mike says, he's got to hold you until after the press conference in a few hours and then you'll have your your access. And David pulls out a small like hip wallet that apparently contains the codes. And he stares at it for a moment. And at any point during the in like maybe 12 second wait that David <laughs> stares at his wallet. Did either of you think that David was just going to eat the codes? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. I thought, I thought he was going to do something. Like, I thought he was, up. yeah, tear them up or like throw them at him and run out of the room. Like I thought it was going to be an adult swim, like <laughs> not a cartoon where he just ate them. And we're like, uh, oops, well, I guess you got to wait. It makes it. Did, I mean, did you process what, Mike just said to him though. Yeah. What he essentially said was what what like what we would all wake up on a Monday morning to Mike Pence saying, uh, just so you guys know, I'm the president now and I bombed three nations. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said was going to happen. Yep. Yeah. No, they, he did. They have, it's four days before he goes in front of the Congress. All he was gonna say is in the morning time, after we get done with this whole bombing, he's gonna announce the succession. Well, did he what? say See, that was what I was unsure about. Like, was he saying that he was going to actually announce that he's the president now or just he was going to announce that they had bombed countries as vice president? No, he was going to say the that he was going to talk he's, about the actual, the actual yeah. succession okay. and that he bombed three countries. I think it was more of a combo piece. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that would not go over well. No. With anyone, well, except in Marietta, Georgia, where they are hot to trot for killing, <laughs> well, that's killing Browns. I mean, and you got Ron Swanson running around L.A. I mean, yeah, he's free. Well, yeah, he's headed, again, he's headed to Indiana. 
to get his gold together. <laughs> yeah, he's on his way. Um, so that makes so much officer, sense why he only deals in gold and he never wants to be on the grid. <laughs> oh my god! Because he's because Jack's yeah. coming after him if he fucks up. Right? He steps out any if, anywhere if sideways. If he literally shows up anywhere on the grid. <laughs> oh my god! He's and when they dead. they shot that documentary about his Parks and Rec department, like he must have been terrified. Terrified. Guys, worse than oh my god, worse than any Tammy showing up. Yeah, I just realized it. Tammy one might be Jack's mom. <laughs> oh shit! Holy shit! Is Zena actually Jack? <laughs> Whoa! So we get a tiny clock. It's five oh four. Please take a drink, and uh, we come back to CT where Ryan Chappelle assembles the entire crew and alerts them about the power change in the presidency and that. Uh, Jim Prescott is now the president. Do you think that he picked says, the conference room that it was as far away as possible from Tony's desk so that he would have to make watch him, him hobble over? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, well, speaking of Tony, um, he immediately says, well, why? Why? Why did Prescott? Why is Prescott president? It's got to be relevant to what we're doing today. And uh, he says, I think we all know that Palmer was removed because he didn't want to go on with all the bombings. This makes whatever Jack Bauer is doing even more relevant. And Ryan Chappelle ain't having it. Mm. And he says, Bauer's already cried wolf twice today and he's come up with nothing. I have a standing order from district forbidding anyone from providing any assistance to Jack Bauer. Um, and what, is, what does Tony say? Got to hear both sides. He's like, why is everyone so afraid to look at all sides yeah. of this thing? <laughs> what, if, what if my boy JB is right? Yeah, and and it's it amazes me that only only Michelle is with Tony at this point, right? Like CTU knows that they found a dead army unit in the same place that the bomb was. Yeah, that's still like, a fact. So all of the commandos were like, "Oh, we got to fight some some hard ass Delta boys." Everyone at CTU knows what. Okay, also you you likened it to like Mike Pence saying that okay, I'm the president now. We went to war, but actually, it's more like if. Joe Biden had Correct. come on in, in 2009 <laughs> and said, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, I'm the president now and we're bombing three countries like the world, the world, the United States would have lost their shit. It'd been like, what, yeah. what can someone tell us what happened to Obama real quick, though? Yeah. Y'all heard of the Million Man March? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Like everyone, actually, would've... like quite honestly, right now, if it happened with like Trump and Pence, like it'd be weird that like if Pence showed up and be like, "I got rid of Trump," my heart would be like, "Oh, dope!" And he's like, "Also, we nuked seven countries." Like, like, fuck, huh? So Donald Trump was the only one keeping us from nuking everyone, huh? Weird, That's interesting. Hmm. Well, That's beans. Like... Okay, mm-hmm. well, didn't see, it, didn't see it coming that way, yeah. huh? little twist. That one's rough. He shambled um, on me. I like it. So, <laughs> so Chappelle has a very political response to Tony being like, hey, shouldn't we be doing the right fucking thing and like looking into what Jack's saying? And Chappelle just says, let me start by saying that your office has done a remarkable job oh and there is no way the people on the hill, which is the most... <laughs> jerk off phrase i've ever heard in my life are not going to reward every single one of you for the role you've played in stopping this and then tony says okay but we stopped it he's like oh no no, no. let me stop you right there due in large part to the technical team (laughs) 
which concluded the Cypress audio is an unforged original. Bowers chasing a ghost. That's all I have to say about it. You know, Jack Bauer just found and disposed of a nuclear weapon mm. before it murdered Los Angeles. Yeah. Right. Like, not like literally five yeah, hours like not, ago. Not long ago. Like, less than one shift. So anyone who's even not there, like, on, like, anyone who's been there on a shift, like... It's like, what the fuck have you done ever, Chappelle? No, like, literally, literally everyone in that office is like, oh, I'm only alive because of Jack Bauer. Like... That dude is my dude. I love this man. Also, he cut off a man's head, like a fucking child molester's head in the office. And so that makes him pretty dope as well. Well, think think about that. Think about like the shift in tone and attitude that the people who are probably <laughs> back on shift at this point in the day, they started their day with, <laughs> holy fuck, Jack Bauer came in with a gigantic beard. I haven't seen him in a year and a half, and he cut a man's goddamn head off. A, ped- a pedo's head mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of their shift and the start of their next one, it's like, holy fuck, that dude stopped a nuke? I'm alive because of the pedo killer? Wait, and the president isn't the president, and Jack is trying to save? What the? Y'all, yeah, why also, are we following also, Ryan Chappelle? Yeah, yeah, also, 18 months ago, Jack saved the president and stopped a multi-million dollar prison break. Mm. Maybe. Just maybe. Mm. Maybe my dude, dude is cool? <laughs> but you know what, though? Like, in this... Like, this show is so, like, it's ahead of its time because, I mean, we're basically watching, though, this shit right now. Like, shit is going down and people are just like, well, I guess we got to follow orders so we still have a job. No, I mean, like, I get it, but it only took Apple one time to fire Steve Jobs to be like, hey, y'all, my dude had it. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God, that's the thing that was like, no one is following orders. It's just literally one dipshit being like. Don't do that. And everyone's <laughs> like, or- all right, the yeah, orders that's fine. are fucking stupid. Yeah. Right. Like, you're a terrorism organization. The fuck do you care about war preparation? Right. And so, Ryan Chappelle is basically a toady fucking, like, George Mason without the sense of humor, which sucks. God. And um, so, Michelle asked Tony what they should do. And Tony says, I have a contact on Prescott's staff, so when I have the evidence from Jack, I can get them. I can make sure it gets through. And uh, we cut back to Alex Hewitt's apartment. And um, hey, gents, I hope you got drinks handy because we drinking through this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Sherry's bodyguard comes in, comes back in, and says uh, Hewitt's car is not in the garage. And Sherry says, "All right, I guess we better get the fuck out of here." And all of a sudden, Jack Bauer... but she also, before that, she mentions Kingsley. So clearly, she she knows what the fuck is going down. She said she She does, and that becomes massively clear in a second. So Jack hears that and rushes out of the shadows, incapacitates the the bodyguard. As he tackles him, that guy fires a shot, um, and Jack beats the shit out of him and then pulls a gun on Sherry. And um, they recognize each other. Well, sorry, the guard, Jack and the guard recognize each other. Sherry somehow does not know who she's dealing with because she's never met Jack face to face. Oh my she's god, she's only that's heard right. the name. Mm-hmm. So it took me a second because later, uh, about thirty seconds from now, Sherry says, "Jack Bauer." Yeah, I like didn't she's think never that was weird, but 
she has never met him. She's oh, only heard face, yeah. his name. So, um, Dude, but the Secret Service just, agent. Yeah, she doesn't. He doesn't just knock out the Secret Service agent. He incapacitates him twice, and then yeah. he's like Secret Service, and he's like X. And then he's like, great. And then he punches him in the face so hard he knocks him out for it's literally like, the rest like of a, the hour. It was like a professional courtesy that like Jack was like, you're not on the job right now, right? <laughs> and then beat the shit out of this dude with one punch <laughs> and put him lights out and then handcuffs him to the the iron grate and the wall. Um, he does not wake then, up for the rest of the episode, though. He does not, because first of all, he's not needed. Second of all, whatever. So he may have a concussion. You should check on him. He's point. got some uncomfortable brain pains <laughs> yeah. going on. Um, so Jack incapacitates the Secret Service agent and then immediately points his gun at Sherry mm-hmm. Palmer and tells her to get the fuck up. And by the way, I'm Jack Bauer. <laughs> and she does not care for that. And she he turns her around and he checks her for weapons and secures the bodyguard to the to the, uh, to the grating and um, she asks what she's doing there and what does she say in a very not truthful manner? Uh, she says that she's she's here to help David. Help David. I'm helping David. Helping them find the people behind the bomb and Jack laughs and yeah. says, "You're no longer in his life." And by the way. He go he vacillates between in the first interaction he calls her Miss Palmer. Mm-hmm. By the end he calls her Mrs. Palmer, which is weird, but Yeah, and then she's yeah. like, I don't care what you believe. You must be here for the same reason as I am. He made a recording that could start a war. Who? Who did? Alex. It's like what is like so she realizes Jack is there for the same reason she is. Yeah, and she's trying to make it look like Yeah, okay. Yeah, technically it's the same reason we're both trying to find Alex, but like you're trying to cover your ass and I'm trying to stop this a is, fucking war. It is yeah. the same shit she did in like hour eleven mm-hmm. where she was trying to convince David that she only knew about something because she had contacts, <laughs> not because she was intimately involved <laughs> in the conspiracy. And she talks about her contacts all the time. Like right. constantly. Constantly. It's like, she only knows about this because she helped make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so Jack kind of hears a weird noise outside, and he goes to the door and locks it. And um, he, as he's locking the door, he turns around and says, I want to know how you know about Kingsley and Hewitt. <laughs> and what follows is the greatest conversation of all time. Oh, my God. Because... What does Sherry Palmer... So David's... Jack kind of turns around and is like, what do you know about the Cypress Audio? So she says, I don't like the way this conversation is going. (laughs) You were... Answer my questions. How did you get... And he interrupts her and says, how do you know about the Cypress Audio? And then what does he do? She keeps... She keeps running her mouth and he fires a shot right next to her and she reacts like she has just gotten destroyed with a fucking bazooka or something. The thing is, first of all, Curtis, did you think she had been shot in the in the left arm? Just a taste. Yeah, I thought yeah, he a just too. And I've seen this show before. <laughs> so, first of all, drink for that. <laughs> Shots fired drink. Um, 
So yeah, this was like clearly like she's not used to being talked back to, period. Yeah. And then oops, there's a gun involved. I don't think Sher- Sherry's not into that well, whatsoever. And it also kind of shows you that like her melodrama is it's like built into her. Like it's part of her. Like it is not an act. Right. Like yeah, she's it's just so melodramatic her- that like she gets scared and she acts like she got shot. Regardless mm-hmm. of what happened. Yeah. yeah. It works very well in a world of politics mm-hmm. and backroom dealings. It does not work it well in the real world <laughs> where shit needs to get oh, done. Yeah. As With- soon as he fired that gun and she reacted like that, Jack had to know, like, oh, okay. Well, so we, we're going to drink after the gunshot, and then she, she freaks out and flops down on the couch <laughs> underneath the, the, the gunshot, and... What does Jack say? I, I have the line if you guys want. But like, I am not say? a politician, and I am not going to debate this with you. So answer my question. Like he's basically. How do like, you know? Uh, you know, fuck you. I I'm not in your shit right now. Like you're right. not in your element. Yeah, I'm in mine. Yeah. This is this is Bauer time. Mm-hmm. This is Bauer hour. <laughs> <laughs> and she just says. I know about it because every expert in the government with with priority clearance has been working on it for six hours, and I have a lot of friends. And then it comes out, it's like, Jack Bass is like, well, what do you know? And she's like, I know that Peter Kingsley and the Cypress Audio are fake. I know that through context in the government. And uh, as she's talking about it and, like, admitting more and more oh, she is, criminal, oh, she's criminal just everything just comes out. She's spouting all the things curtis what does jack see as he's so by the way <laughs> by the rules of the drinking game we should all drink That's 18 yeah, times because sorry. jack holds a gun on someone for more than three seconds for about the entirety of this eight minute scene so like <laughs> everyone listening at home i don't care if you're in your car at your, at your house drink time to either yeah or blaze one down whatever it, we'll just get after one. it but yeah, smoke if you got him. So, Curtis, what does Jack see as Sherry Palmer is blabbing on? Our good friend Mr. Bauer sees through said bullet hole. He shot a hole in the wall. Something move. Front of that hole. Mm-hmm. Little mm-hmm. shadow comes into the mm-hmm. room real quick, and it piques Jack's interest. Just a taste. Did you think and that it's... it was somebody, like, about to sneak in, kind of get the drop on him? No. No. I did not. Because I believe that any commando unit that was waiting, or commando was, would, would have been in the room waiting to kill Jack and or Sherry. Sorry, I killed myself. Yeah, so I, I didn't even notice the shadow moving. I just saw that Jack did like the classic, oh, there's light coming oh, out no, of this he hole definitely, behind There was you. definitely a shadow that passed over the hole. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. So Jack sees that, and he tells Sherry to get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> as he's he starts scanning the room up and down, and then... Sherry realizes that he is acting oddly as he circles back to the left side of the fake wall. There's a corner. Mm -hmm. And what does he do? He points a gun. He fires three shots? Two two Two, rounds. Two rounds. Okay. So, yeah, sorry. Three total because there was already the hole there. And he says, Mm -hmm. come out of the fucking door right now. And by the way, that's three drinks for yeah, three seconds right, and two right. shots. So take a drinkable. Um, so, yeah, he demands that Alex come out. And um, Alex Hewitt, a sweaty nerd in a polo uh, or a, a hoodie sweater and jeans, 
comes scrambling out and Jack throws him to the ground and puts his gun to his head. And Alex looks up and sees Sherry Palmer, who, how does she react to seeing Alex Hewitt? She says, don't say anything. Well, she immediately, well, before she says that, she shakes her head. Just, nope, yep. nope. And, and Alex says, Mrs. Palmer? <laughs> yeah. You said you would help me. Why does he have a gun? <laughs> but and the thing Jack is, is, like, that wall was, like, a half an inch thick. He had to have he been hearing everything. He heard yeah, all he the He knows things. that it Jack is not drywall. with Sherry. And, like, Jack looks up at Sherry somehow, like, with a dangerous gleam in his eye, but also somehow is like, he didn't believe that he that she would do that mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. Somehow. So I mm-hmm. did not catch this through this whole situation. I was like, why is he putting so much faith in Sherry Palmer when Jack is literally threatening to shoot him in the face? He is showing a lot of balls here. And then I realized later. Yeah. He's autistic. No. Well, no. What? Huh? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was saying he he has gotten so played by Sherry Palmer that he thinks he that she's in love with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that 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 does come up. So Sherry sees Alex start shaking her head, and Jack looks up at Sherry somehow, being like, "I can't believe you lie to me." And Sherry immediately says, "Alex, don't talk to him. He's a federal agent. You can't talk to him." Which Jack fucking loves mm-hmm. and he pulls Alex up by the shirt pulls him into his hidey hole and says puts a gun to his neck and says you're gonna talk to me now and we cut to commercial at 510 we come back it's 514 and guys I'm pretty sure but just by the nature of Jack and Alex Hewitt not moving in four minutes yeah. the exact same pose um Alex is gonna talk <laughs> I assume that it was just four minutes of Alex peeing himself yeah, I, I mean, this guy's perfectly cast as the sweaty nerd. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. he's not a guy mm-hmm. who, like, you know, could be, like, a model tomorrow. No. Dude's dude's a little hairy. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 he's gets to the ground pretty well, just shaking like a leaf, mm-hmm. just frightened of a bower. <laughs> yeah, so what, is, what does Jack say to Alex, Curtis? <laughs> I think I missed this one. Sorry. Oh, so I was going to say, Michael, uh, well, he's... He, keeps asking him like he tells him he's a traitor uh you know he asks him like who is he working for what is he doing um and jack is basically trying to get him to talk and alex keeps looking over at palmer <laughs> or at sherry and saying like basically like hey what the fuck is going on and jack caps keeps being like Forget about her. She's not going to help you. And then he's like, and, okay, fine. I want a lawyer. And and this is where Jack, like, Jack hears that, mm-hmm. and I he has an epiphany, I feel like. And, like, it carries through the rest of the episode, even though, like, he gets he gets surprised by Sherry's bullshit a couple yeah. times. But this is where Jack starts to play the game a little bit, because he holsters his gun. He pulls the gun away from this dude's neck and holsters it and just says... What does he say? I am your lawyer, son. If you want to stay alive, you're going to tell me everything I need to know. She can't help you now. I'm the only one that can help you now. Yeah. He says, the people you're working for Mm. thought you were going to be exploded in a nuclear blast. (laughs) And now that they know you're not dead and have all the evidence against them, they won't stop coming for you. 
I'm the only person in your corner. And uh, so Alex says, okay, but I want to talk to Sherry. And Jack, like, for the not for the last time in this episode, kind of like <laughs> cocks his head curiously. Like, like he's like a puppy dog. Kind of like a puppy dog doing like advanced cal- like if if puppies could do advanced calculus, that's what Jack is doing here. Like he's he's playing some four D chess, mm-hmm. but like for the first time ever, I think he has to really consider the moves. And um, Jack says like, "Well, how do you know her?" And Alex says, "We just met today." Yeah, Alex clearly lies a ton. <laughs> And Jack kind of just like smiles and agrees like, okay. And he locks Hewitt in like the side room. And then he goes to talk to Sherry. And um, she admits that she knows Kingsley and that Kingsley has evidence against her. And that she came here to protect herself because Hewitt had recorded every single conversation between Kingsley and everyone, Mm -hmm. including Sherry Palmer. And, um... What does that lead Jack to realize? Uh, she, she she knew about the bomb. She knew about she them knew boom about, booms. Of course, she knew about the bombs. Mm-hmm. Of course and she knew about the bombs. She and she was like, I I was assured they would never go off. Everyone keeps and is, saying that shit, but it's yeah. like, yo, but if Stanton said it, right? Like, <laughs> okay, um. You could have just brought a fake nuclear bomb into the fucking country and told everyone it was a nuclear bomb and all the same shit would have happened except it would not have exploded L.A. Right. And also, like, at no point, like, like, everyone was constantly undermining the safeguards in place to stop the nuclear bomb from going Mm -hmm, off. mm -hmm, Correct. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, all of them. Like, they blew up CTU. They planted a mole in the, the, like, secret ops unit. To stop the bomb from going off. Like, all of, like, there was at no point any safeguards from this bomb actually not exploding. Okay, but here's the thing. And I kind of get where they're coming from. Because, like, if if there was a threat of a nuclear bomb, and then we found the nuclear bomb without it exploding, and we found out that even if it didn't explode that these three countries supposedly planned it, we still would have bombed them. So I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's like, who wanted the bomb to be exploded, though? And that's that's actually the thing. Like, And who's, if who the benefits goal, from that? The, if the goal was to get the bomb to L.A. and, like, have the risk of it exploding but never going off, they could have, like, one, not bribed... Captain Ron Swanson, or whatever the fuck his name was, to like, n- like fuck the whole thing up. Like they could have just stopped it, and then also like sent a hot tip to every news outlet right. in LA. But like, there's a nuclear bomb at the Norton Airfield. Like the bomb didn't need to go off; it just needed to be in LA. Right. And That's they had it. to know it was a real nuclear bomb, and it could have gone off, and it would have had the same effect. So, I guess I'm trying to figure out like somebody wanted that bomb to explode. But I don't understand why. Syed Ali is the only one who wanted to. I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> like when you, I guess when you make a deal with the, that group, that's what you're expecting to happen. Second wave is the, that's true. Yeah. Second wave, yeah. And and yeah. Marie Warner. Don't forget about that. And Marie Warner. <laughs> Maybe that's um, Marie Warner was just too good at her job. Maybe mm. she was too good. Wow. She 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 bypassed everyone's belief systems and just you know, she did better than anyone could have yeah, thought. No one could believe it. 
Um, sorry, go ahead. No, the next scene is very important. The next scene next. Is, is the Jack Epiphany I was talking about. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. I want to hear go this. Go for it. Sherry Walk is, us through it. Sherry is, uh, Jack comes back out and speaking to Sherry, obviously. Um, and, and as, as they're talking about her incriminating stuff, she starts talking about what she wants to get Alex to talk because only she can make Alex talk. <laughs> and what Sherry does here, I think, flips on Jack's lights completely and lets him know that this isn't a fucking game. These people are actual sociopaths and I need to make sure I get my job done. Because mm-hmm. what Jack hears out of Sherry Palmer's mouth is something that he heard from the person that he knows is one of the worst people on the planet. And what Sherry Kim? Palmer wants out of this entire deal, full immunity. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she says this to him as he's on the phone to Tony Almeida saying, I need a line to the president. Yeah. And he hears total immunity and she's like, you better hang up that phone or I ain't talking. <laughs> and he hangs up. But he says, he tells and Tony, I'm going to have to talk to you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that so, was the end of Jack's rope. He's yeah. like, you know what? Nina pulled this shit on me 15 fucking hours ago and I'm going to murder you. Yeah. But ain't. <laughs> Taint interested. So Sherry Palmer, he so Jack hangs up and says, okay, time to talk. Tell me what you want. So she says, well, I was so angry at David for uh, for everything. I wanted to try to bring down his presidency for betraying me. And um, Peter Kingsley wanted money to quadruple his oil shares in the no, cash. No, no, triple. Which again, makes, triple. Triple. Sorry, triple. Sorry. That is uh, not which, worth again, exploding a nuclear bomb. Like, triple. Just invest again in makes, fucking, like, become a VC if you want to triple your money. And again, makes nonsense. Right. Um, so Sherry says, I only came to protect myself because Alex Hewitt is the sap who did everything bad. Not me. It was all on him. <laughs> and he recorded all my bad words talking to the other terrorists. So don't worry about me. It's definitely this well, guy. And then she says, but if you, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go No, you go ahead. I'll say the, the thing that gets me is that at the end of her stupid bullshit rambling, she says, without Alex, it's your word against mine. And it's like, nah, I'm pretty sure Jack could break Alex in five fucking minutes with yeah. or without you, Sherry. Also, and I know he didn't because the show wouldn't allow for it, but like, Jack has a phone with a recorded device <laughs> yeah. on his body. Yeah. And like, Sherry at no point considers not talking because Jack has a recording device on his body. Like, he probably has a full recording of this conversation. Also, she's in an apartment of a <laughs> hacker who is known to manipulate audio. She should not be talking to anyone in this room, but here we are. I also like the idea um, that in 2003, like, people could create an audio recording that would incriminate you so well that all of the top counterterrorism, CIA, FBI, everyone could not tell that it was doctored. With with a file, a repeating file in the audio that's just said, lol, I did it. <laughs> like, could you imagine? So if in 2003 that was the technology, by 2018 today, like, we literally, like, we could not be doing this podcast. We could have just written a computer program to make our voices do this podcast. Mm-hmm. All day. Hey, can I say this? Minto. <laughs> you wouldn't miss us, um, you son of a bitch. I would miss you too much. Also, no no simple computer could cap capture our whimsy. <laughs> our wit. No <laughs> chant. Whimsy. 
Whimsy. Um, so uh, Jack considers Sherry's notion that this would be his uh, his word against hers for a moment, and then uh, stands up to bring Alex Hewitt out to talk to her. And he kind of throws Alex next to her, and he he sits down to start talking with Sherry. And um, they start talking to Jack. Looks on. We get a tiny clock at five nineteen. Please take a drink. And um, we cut to uh, the district office, and David Palmer is in his holding cell slash room. And uh, Aaron Pierce, a Secret Service agent, is in the room. And David asks, Aaron, do you think I am unfit to fulfill my duties? And Aaron says, I'm under strict orders not to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Not to discuss anything with you. Yep. Yes. And uh, what does David ask him in return? Are you under orders not to listen? And Aaron doesn't say anything. He says, good. Then I'll do all the talking. Good. Let me talk I got you. some shit to tell you. I have some stuff to get off my chest, Aaron, and I just need you to listen. So, uh, what does he? What does he say? Yeah. So Palmer, I mean, Palmer basically explains everything to Aaron. Like he, he's basically like throwing a hail mary here. He's like, look, I know you're. He talks about the Cypress yeah. recording. Says he believes in Jack Bauer. I know, I know you're a Secret Service agent, and like you're supposed to follow the president now. But like, do me a solid, real quick, and just. I need this to happen. I need a sat phone. I need to talk to somebody about this situation. Because he explains, yeah, he explains the recording. He explains Jack Bauer. He explains how he is 100% sure that they're going to a false war. And then he says something about his son being in the Navy. Right. So there's two things. It was was a nice callback because he had an interaction with with Aaron a couple weeks or a couple hours ago. Sorry, yeah, at this point. <laughs> and basically just, like, establishing Aaron's belief in David Palmer's instincts mm-hmm. and judgment. Like, th- he called it back to that. And, like, Aaron is definitely... He seems like a guy who trusts David Palmer to do the right thing. And he he walks him through the whole thing. And then he's like... And he knows that Aaron knows Jack Bauer because they met last year. And he, like, they definitely have had interactions and... Aaron knows Jack Bauer gets the shit done, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, and then he he plays some dirty pool, Michael. To your point, because he talks about Aaron's son in the Navy and just says, "Well, let's make sure the cause your son is fighting for is the is the just mm-hmm. one." Can I get me a sat phone? <laughs> Can, <Yeah>. Just sneak <laughs> me in a phone real quick, though. Well, he's saying he's like, "You want to serve your country?" Aaron, Aaron said, "I'll do my best, Mr. President." And he's like, "Your best would be to help me." Yeah. 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 Gone. So gone hook me up. Yeah. With them phones. Uh-huh. So Aaron agrees and we got a tiny clock. It's 521. Please take a drink. We come back to CTU and Michelle walks over to Carrie Turner and says, I have a bunch of files I need you to throw into the database to help Chappelle's morning briefing. And there's some dumb back and forth. Fucking, blah, blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> I don't understand. And, like, I don't understand why she picked Carrie as the one she needs her to do this. They could have like I know that Carrie's nosy, but I feel like making her do something that isn't in, within her normal job description is going to make her more nosy. And so, actually, I thought Tony and Michelle... It was a, du- it was a triple yes, cross. I yeah. thought they were playing I it was a, a bigger game. play here. Yeah. I thought I, thought, I saw but, some Ocean's Eleven shit happen I thought here. they were giving her some rope to hang herself. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, it turns out there was not. So, basically, <laughs> Carrie gives... So, basically, Carrie gets a task from Michelle to... Um, to like do some extra work mm-hmm. to distract her from the work that Michelle and Tony are doing. And then 
Tony Tony hobbles over on his crutches to be like, hey, what's the problem? Once Carrie gets in Michelle's face and they explain it and like Michelle like forces Michelle to be like, or sorry, Tony like forces Michelle to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, what's going her, on? Tell her what's happening. And Michelle like explains and then Carrie walks away with the files after being like kind of like mollified with it. And um, Tony looks at Michelle and says, you think she bought it? And they're both like, nah. nope. No. And so I thought they were playing the the con. Yeah, me too. Right. I thought they were like, this is perfect. And then, she didn't believe it. She's going to do something stupid now. Yeah. Well, then, and she, then he immediately gets five her, seconds left. Oh, yeah. snitch game on. Oh, my God. Like, and they, like, I love, she look, I love Tony. Chappelle. He's, he's become such a great dude, but he is, he's kind of dumb as a box of rocks sometimes. Like, he, He's a, if he's anything, loyal, this episode fuck. shows why, and this is maybe slight spoilers for season three, it's why Jack was at one point the director of CTU. Yeah, and not Tony. And even in, this, <laughs> even in this episode, we see that Jack, when confronted with certain realities, can play the mm-hmm. game. Yep. Like, Jack knows how to deal with a Sherry Palmer. Even though he doesn't like it and he's not like... At, at first glance, not good at it. He gets it and he can do it. Tony is just a dumb fucking dumb dumb. <laughs> like to the end, and like it gets to the point where he like we'll get into it, but he has to do something that is probably as bad as anything Jack has ever done. I mean, it's a literal literal shot for shot remake of season <laughs> right. one, right? And so like um, he waits till the last minute. Like he could have at any point saved himself from having to do that. But nah. Yeah. So, uh, Carrie, after about 12 seconds of consideration on her new assignment, realizes that Michelle and Tony have played her and goes to Ryan Chappelle and says, like, hey, I think they're still helping Jack and you should probably fuck them. And she walks away and Chappelle kind of gives a assessing look at Tony, who's uh, moving around his crutches in the background. I still thought the game was afoot. No, the game is none foot. <laughs> <laughs> um so we come back from a commercial it's 528 and uh tony we're back at ct tony picks up a call from jack who asked him if the president is still holding off on the attack and tony has to tell him that the president is no longer the mm-hmm. president mm-hmm. well and and yeah and then he's like well that sucks and then he says okay oh so are you telling me that like prescott won't listen, listen? to any evidence and he says tony says no, I'm telling you, he won't wait for it. So, like, right. they're kind of reinforcing that what we said last week was that, like, Prescott isn't inherently evil. He's just kind of, like, he's convinced that he's right and he's going to go through he's any made means. His, he's made his move. Right. right. And, I, I mean, like, honestly, it's just like Chappelle. Chappelle, like, I mean, even, like, when he talked about <clears throat> the office... Sorry. <clears throat> when he talked about the office being rewarded by people on the hill for all their good work today. Like he's clearly a politically motivated Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he has his wagon wagon hitched to Prescott. <laughs> you said wagon. <laughs> I said wagon. <laughs> Is that like a GIF versus GIF kind of situation? It's yes. a wagon. <laughs> Actually that would yeah, if GIF was like a GIF, that would mean that wagon is wagon. I mean, to, be, to be fair, it's it's a G followed by a by a fucking vowel. Yeah, so, so it's a know, wagon. We, we don't get sorry. We don't want to get paid a living wig. 
So he has hitched his wagon <laughs> to James Prescott. To gang the James Prescott. There are certain times in this podcast where I've learned to not defend myself because I just like it's not even worth it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna eat eat crow and say wagon for I'm gonna say wagon forever, by the way. You can't stop me. It's my new favorite word. I'm gonna come up with reasons to say it. I don't know if I've I don't know if I've said the word wagon or wagon in like fifteen years, but now I know it's Well wait, does your so does your dog wag your tail? <laughs> so I it's did wedge, just buy the dog. Or did I you did make a waker at the roulette wheel? My, <laughs> I did just buy Sora, my very old dumb dog, a doggy wedge. A wedge to, <laughs> to cart her around the park in. Is it a, isn't that so, just a stroller? I think it's a stroller. <laughs> no, it's it's importantly not a stroller because dogs and strollers piss me off to no I end. I think it's a stroller. A wagon. No, a wagon a is a wagon. A wagon is a wagon. It's I a wagon board. Curtis tried to tell me that what he bought wasn't an wasn't a, a minivan, but like it kind of looks like a minivan. It's an SUV. What are you talking about? It's got, is it a crossover? It's got it's no. got three rows, bro. That's just a minivan with with uh, it, with different doors. The third row has to fold up, bro. It's an S, it's literally an SUV. <laughs> it's also, a, by the way, can I say this? Like apropos of nothing. Minivans kind of fucking rule. Minivans are pretty dope. They have so much stuff. Yeah. In them. If if we had that shit now, like when I was a kid, I would have wanted to go everywhere. My my yeah. SUV has all of that shit you're describing, except not being a minivan. Oh, that's kind of the point. Yeah, it's just hard to drive get into. a 2010 and I Ford Focus. I drive a 2007 Nissan Altima. Guys, we have so much show. <laughs> fucking fucking get back on the rails. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> Jack tells Tony to get him a chopper. That's the well, next thing. First of all, Jack well, no, says... We gotta, we gotta hear I, Sherry talk it. Well, boy. first of all, but we yeah. hear Jack say, oh, I have Hewitt and I need a chopper right now. I have I have definitive proof the, forge, the recording was forged and I need a chopper. And uh, Tony says, Chappelle's going to say no. And Jack says, go ahead and deal with that <laughs> shit. Yeah, fix it. <laughs> you know how to do this. Tony, and I his, taught you. And in the meantime, while Jack is talking to Tony, Sherry Palmer is talking to Alex Hewitt and saying, Honey, we both made a mistake, and now we have to fix it by testifying. <laughs> and then I have your best interests at heart. Yeah. You can you can trust uh, me. Any deal I make, you will be included a hundred percent. I would never lie to you. Dude. So she's such a pimp. Mm-hmm. So basically, she she just tells Alex, "Is like you need to talk to them. You're not going to go to jail because they need us." Mm-hmm. And she says a line here that is just pure Sherry Palmer perfection. Is honey, I would never lie to you, but you have to remember this one thing: I am the only <laughs> one looking out for your interests. <laughs> well, and then and then Alex shoots a look at Jack Bauer. The man who, who just made him pee himself for four minutes. And she says... Had a gun on him and called him a yeah. traitor. And she says, oh, don't worry about him. He's so low on the food chain. I can... He I, has no yeah, power. he has no power. I can deal with him. And I was like, yeah. oh, man, she is... Oh, boy, she knows that is not true. Like, she is not even pretending to, to, to know that is not true. 
So she does a thing here. So she talks to Alex about because Jack and and uh, Sure had already talked about immunity on for her, mm-hmm. and so she promises Alex immunity if he will talk, and mm-hmm. that is part of the thing that he agrees to. And then she walks over to Jack and says, "He's in," but she neglects to mention the immunity <laughs> yeah, deal, of course, <laughs> and just says that Alex will testify and demonstrate the technology behind making the the audio recording. And Jack just says, "Oh, great, a chopper's on its way." Mm-hmm. And uh, we see we come back to see you, and uh, Michelle tells Tony that Chappelle won't allow Jack to have a chopper, even for uh, Alex Hewitt, and. Um, Chappelle hangs up a call and Tony tells him what's going on. And <laughs> like, what, the what does Chappelle immediately do? Thing is, Tony, you've been reassigned. Like, reassigned? You can't. What does that mean? Uh, to where? Yeah. You yeah. can. You can. We'll we'll figure that out tomorrow. You can go home now. Yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> you have fifteen minutes to clean out your desk and get out. Like, this is your liability. I can't afford. Yeah, like, um. Tony, guys, uh, we could have told you that shit was gonna happen, though. But, but, guys, listen to the. Just imagine the fucking Senate hearing. So, in the course of us beginning World War Three, <laughs> is it true that uh, that Agent Almeida informed you that we had proof that the audio recording was uh, false? Oh wait, well, um, it only sorry, would have taken you twelve minutes to send a chopper uh, to get definitive proof, proof. I think is uh, what the. Uh, uh, um, I. Uh, uh, no, is what I, <laughs> no. Well, Agent Almeida said it was true, and so did this other gentleman who had the proof. Hey, fucking reassigned. I reassigned him uh, immediately. <laughs> I assigned him to CTU Juno. He yeah. basically just shoots polar bears for a living now. Well, so it turns do you out understand his... what obstruction of justice is? Nope. It turns out he's the type of man who can get his ankle broken by getting punched in the face, and like I just can't have that. I don't want that. I don't need it. Hey guys, let's go ahead to a tiny clock at five thirty-one. Please take a drink. We are back at Alex Hewitt's apartment. He enters the room with a laptop, and he says, "I'm gonna need about twenty minutes to decompress a tar ball in order to rebuild some software that Kingsley's people stole." Can somebody from me? explain to me what a tar ball is? I can't. Mm-mm. Okay. No idea. All right. Yeah. But he says, well, once I have that, I'll be able to re uh, make a recording on the spot with the same specs as the Cypress recording, and then I'll be free to go, right? Just like Sherry said. Yep. Hmm. And Jax is like, um, then he looks at, at he, he shoots Sherry a fucking look, mm-hmm. and then just like, oh, yeah. You're not going to go to jail. You're a good dude. And Alex senses this transition in Jack's yeah. demeanor towards him and is not cool with it. You just called me and a what traitor does he do? like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, he's like, yeah. you're going to screw me, aren't you? Like, why are you being so nice so, to me? And then he's like, I don't want to talk to Sherry. I want to talk to you, Jack. You're clearly in charge. Mm-hmm. And what does he say? He... He asks if Sherry's gonna screw him. First well, right, of all. yeah. He's like, she's she's gonna screw me, isn't she? And he's just like, nah, we're Toad's gonna get you that immunity and shit. And he and this is where Jack plays the game. Yeah. And you know, they look over at Sherry, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, like she doesn't look like she would lie to me, right? And Jack's like, no, of course not. And he's like, yeah, because I think she likes me. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't and Jack's def- just like, definitely. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no, Al. Oh, mm. they've definitely smooched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not. She totes wants that. Mm-hmm. That yeah. whole, that whole thing. Yeah. But, so Alex, Alex kind of you know, after you've had the president of the United States, you definitely want Alex Hewitt, a, a master twitchy hacker. hacker. <laughs> yeah. So Alex goes back to work, reassured in his purpose. We got to commercial hey, at five forty-four. Real quick, yeah. Can we not come back from commercial break? Yeah, let's just ignore the commercial. <laughs> let's just we just end it. Let's go to the next ten o'clock. Uh, good God, thanks, Van. Uh, see you. Uh, if you want to help us on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Apps, just subscribe. You know what? Um, Actually, though, I'm I'm happy to talk about this because I was so wrong. I thought I thought we were about to see Kimnapped Six, and we were actually going to get there before they got to Sharknado Six, but we did. Yeah, and no. and Jack Jack taught her. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. Just a valuable yeah. lesson. Let's fucking go ahead. Yeah, go we're ahead, gonna coach. do it. So we come back from commercial. It's five thirty nine. In a split screen, we see Ryan Chappelle at CTU. We see Jack kind of rubbing his chest and wincing his pain, wincing in pain from you know his recent multiple heart his recent attacks. death. Yeah, and uh, he's watching Hewitt, and uh, we see Palmer pacing his detainment cell, and we see Kim Bauer, uh, accompanied by a sheriff deputy, enter the Madison house, the Matheson household, to collect her goods. And um, she's looking around the house, and she's she sees pictures of Carla and Megan. And is clearly upset. And then we cut back to just, hold. On. Yeah, so go for it, my man. I, I wrote down in my notes because I remember the officer said you go ahead and go in mm. by yourself. All by yourself. By yourself. And I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Did they ever arrest Gary Matheson? They did though. I I I thought well, they I like, said I that they, they did. did. So maybe at we'll least be okay once. Here. But why is Kim anywhere by herself? Yeah. And, go and then we can move on. Yeah. I mean, as soon as that <laughs> yeah. happened, you knew. You knew. You knew it. Yeah, so um, we cut back immediately after that whole conundrum to CTU, and um, Tony gets a call on the sat phone from David Palmer, and Palmer says, I need to speak to Bauer, and so Tony patches him in, and uh, they go back and forth, and Jack again, once again, says with absolute certainty that the Cypress audio is was forged, and then I have the hacker in hand in custody. And oh, by the way, Sherry's here. Mm-hmm. And and Palmer realizes that Jack can't really yeah. talk. And what is <laughs> the first? He thing, says the first thing. Out of one his thing. Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. What does he say? Don't trust the Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what does he say? Sorry. Let me talk. Let me talk to that lady. Yeah. Let, me, let me. Don't trust her, Jack. And let me talk to her. <laughs> Pl- plug your ears with cotton. Yeah. I'm the only one who can speak to her safely. <laughs> and so they talk. And uh, David asks, "Hey, girl, uh, what, yeah. what what you what you doing there? Though I'm just trying to help you, man. And, like." Does she does she really think that he still believes her about anything? Anything? Yeah, anything. And she's like, I was just here to help you. Uh, she's like, it's not always what the truth can tell you, yeah. but the truth is that I'm doing everything I can to help. Yeah. Jack you. Bauer and, and I are the only ones trying to help you. And right now, Jack Bauer is the only one who can help you. And David says, Okay, 
I believe that Jack can help me, so you just stay the fuck out of his way. And um, he, she hands the phone back to, to Jack, and he says, I need Hewitt right now. Okay, um, so this is what I don't understand, though. Like, Jack is relying on the bureaucratic nature of CTU to get him a chopper so he can get Hewitt back there. But, like, we've seen him have direct lines to president palmer like through whatever channels he gets through calls not like not like on his personal cell phone like why doesn't he just try to call prescott or anyone who's higher than ryan fucking Chappelle? it's a great point like just say like hey if he called whoever prescott's office is like i have literal definitive proof that this is forged like put me through. I feel like he. And that's another thing. Through. Like Prescott has clearly shown the willingness to like listen right. to other. Like already, he's been like, "Oh, we got to stop. We have a new information." Right. Like he, like during the impeachment, like he didn't do the damn thing because, like, I, he calls his subordinate at CTU to tell him to tell his superior to get him a chopper so he can get it back there and then get it through all. Like, since when does Jack play that game? Right. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. So let's let's move through some dumb shit. So we can so we see Kim in the house and um we see the police officer outside and then all of a sudden a figure swipes into view outside. Oh cool, it's Gary oh, Mathis and who gives Gary. a dick? Um and then Mike Novick enters David's detainment cell Fuck and off, just says Mike. Sir, where is it? Just <sighs> How? Where is where's the he phone? Says, Don't make me do this. Give me the phone. It's like you're not my fucking dad. I'm the goddamn president of the United just, States, yeah. Mike. It's just, once again, his face is there. I'm just like, you know what, Mike? Just fuck completely off. Mm-hmm. Just, just everything you. you hey, Curtis. Yeah. Real quick. Don't I, don't say the name. I I see you watching a movie film in the background. Mm-hmm. And I don't, for the life of me, see how it connects to Mister Tom Tomalford. <laughs> oh, oh, friend. I can connect this bitch. <laughs> what you movie ready? is this? You ready? It's, it's Armageddon. Oh. God damn it. Oh, sorry, Curtis. Can I get... I just, oh, you ruined it for all of our fans. Well, can you I, expect can me I, to see Owen Wilson well, weaving around well, in a I, cart? Well, oh, now I see. Yep. It was a very long... It was a very nice narrative thread I was going to weave to get there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. And you sorry. fucked it. No, no. Let's, let's hear you it. fucked it big time. Sorry. You're watching Deep Impact. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> So let's hear what what you got. That's part of it. Um, but anyway, Jesus, you, so, the tangled web you've woven <laughs> do, back I there. I do weave a fucking web. Anyway, so so Mr. Tom O'Hanks, like any major hero, even Dwayne the Rock Johnson, cannot solve every problem. Sometimes no. he needs help from his friends, his friends of that he's known for a long time, friends who've helped him in various ways throughout the years. One of those friends. He's been in a movie called Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh-huh. When in that movie, Mr. Tom O'Hanks uh had a horrible, horrible female attachment who uh who ran over a black child uh and was only helped out by a drunken reporter played mm-hmm. by Mr. Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Ford Willerson. Hmm. Now, when you think about what we're going through in this situation. What we've got is a ticking clock. A ticking clock until World War III can begin and the world can be destroyed via nuclear hellfire. 
Uh, yeah. So like an Armageddon. Now, now hold, God <laughs> fucking damn it, shut your mouth. <laughs> so like a Ragnarok. So that's why it's Thor Ragnarok. I get it now. <laughs> Almost like a revelation. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, oh, so they were left behind. I get it now. Now I get it. Kirk Cameron. Now, now so we're the one who's dead. Okay, cool. Where the world is close to a, a, an extreme conflagration, we have a black president, like uh-huh. you've seen a deep impact, but he has been deposed, so we're stuck with a white one, like you see in and and, and, and Jack for, and Jack and Jack Bauer is stuck. Hey, Curtis. he is our Tom Hanks in the situation. Shut your mouth, Kush. I'm getting there. <laughs> I promise. I promise, bud. I'm, I'm more rewinding from what, like, continue. I'll, yeah, my point stands. Please go on. I love you. Tom O'Hanks might as well be in the role here of a Billy Bob Thornton. Huh. I, I believe that. Which is, trust- which, is, which is essentially where Jack Bauer, Bauer is. Jack's stuck on the phone right now. He's, yeah. he's used to being in the action, but the action is outside of him. And what we're about to see in the next 20 minutes is what happens when you can't have Tom Hanks or Jack Bauer on the job, when you have to send up people who aren't astronauts to do an astronaut's job, I when think you send also, oil drillers into space, when you use the wrong stuff, oh, we're about see to see it, doing. y'all. Yeah, I like that. For the next okay, 40 so minutes, went, we're about wait, to see you, all you the wrong from, ways to do it. You went from Tom Hanks was in a <laughs> movie with Bruce Willis and yeah. Bruce Willis was in Armageddon, but Armageddon mm-hmm. came out at the same time as Deep Impact, which had a oh. black president. Correct. And then you went to Billy Bob Thornton being Jack yep. Bauer. Oh, yep. shit. I mean, sure I was going to say that, that Tom Hank, Tom, Tomilton Hankelford could have been the Jason Isaacs role I at get the you. round table. The scientist saying, like, you know, if you close your hand around the firecracker, it'll blow up. Um, that like he could have been that that, that would have been like the snarky scientist, but um, Curtis, I couldn't help but shake one single <laughs> thought the entire time you were what you is, were talking what, what about this. What is that, friend? You put so much thought into your Tom Hanks <laughs> movie connections uh-huh. to th- this show and like this specific episode we're going into. Uh-huh. And yet, when I ask you a simple question about the episode that we have watched, yeah, you can't answer it. You asked, and me, I you wonder asked me to go how over lines. I did not write every line down, so I didn't. Sometimes have them it's all. just like a scene. Like what happens in this well, one? I You're like, I don't scene. know. What? what would Tom Hanks do in this scene? <laughs> I, wanted, I don't know. I thought you wanted the actual fucking line. I had the scene idea, Curtis. I'm looking itself. more for generalizations. <laughs> well, I want some. Well, the- I want some audience participation. And all you're just here doing playtone bullshit. <laughs> First off. You son of a Whatever bitch. You How dare do. you Playtone. Doing that thing you do. I quit. Breaking my... <laughs> I quit. I quit. Like, I quit, Mr. White. I feel like Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters the right Shrimp now, Shrimp Shack guys. Shooters. Hey, Kush, if you don't yes. like the way I do things, then sign somebody love, else up to be co-host. All right? I love the way you do things. Yeah. I love the way That's you what, do I'm things. not going to do it. I was oh, so close. I'm not gonna yeah, say I know. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I quit. <gasps> um. Anyway, Gary Mathis shows up. 
and Kim doesn't see him, and but he the, kills a cop, I think? I don't it, know. Does Gary, so, like, does Gary know Kim is there? No, Gary has no idea Kim is there. Who does he think is in the house? The, so, who does he think is in I, the house? He hears someone. No one. Kim is just, Kim is, like, slamming drawers and shit, and, and he well, doesn't hear anything? Well, funnily enough, so he they just never thinks explained, cops are outside. They never explained that anything happened to the cop. They just show Gary running up with a belt. Yeah, of some sort up the stairs. Well, like and, then, then, and then Kim sees the dead cop in the <laughs> yeah. bushes later. Um, so Gary peeks around a corner, unseen by Kim. Uh, he runs up the but stairs, no, look, holding look, the cop's here, I got, belt. We gotta go back for a second. Gary All sees right. a cop outside of his fucking house. He kills that cop, and then he goes in the house, and he had to have fucking heard Kim trodden around everywhere. And what does he think? Who does he think that is? Well, the so cops they, partner. They want and he us to believe. Bother to like fucking do anything about it. Well, they they want us to believe at multiple points. So I mean, like Kim is going around pretty quietly for the most part, but Gary is like pulling clothes and like money out of lamps and like that all was money. drugs, yo. That was drugs. Uh, money and he had home, cash home money and for cash, drugs and drugs. drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <his> passport eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because he dollars because he pooped he himself. He came home for dollars. He came over dollars, drugs, and drawers. <laughs> he fucking pooped himself on Miguel Roundhouse in the face. He didn't get shirts. It too. was just a, it was just his drawers drawer. <laughs> like <laughs> I just need some. I need some drawers real bad, yo. God, guys, when I was when I was talking about this scene, I I just somehow scrolled down. A full page in my notes to like the good part of the episode, uh, yeah, and a- I was like, "Oh, cool stuff!" I was like, "Nah, oh, we're not well, here no. yet. So when I w- this is why I wanted to start here because this is literally everyone from this point on does everything wrong. <laughs> the yeah. cop doesn't do his job. Gary doesn't understand how to actually escape anything. Um, and then you get to what's next, which is Michelle and Tony doing their well. But f- but first, you see <laughs> you see Kim. She hears a noise and then she goes, Officer, is that you? But like yeah. all I'm thinking is like, okay, it could be, but if it isn't the officer, it's a bad thing. And so maybe you might want to shut the fuck up. Right. Oh guys, by the way, did we talk about Oh, I think we skipped a bunch. What was um what was did we talk about David and Sherry talking? Mm-hmm. To each other on the yeah, we totally did. Do that. We, sh- we sure did. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay. Great. Super douche. Okay, so so we cut back to district and Mike Novick enters David Palmer. Oh, that was we did the sat phone. Yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're back at CTU now. We're, we're at CTU, buddy. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I uh, set I'm you good. up perfectly. <laughs> Alright. So Tony calls Michelle and says, Hey, you ready, girl? She's like, Yep. And uh, she calls Chappelle and she says, oh, hey, Rudin wants to talk to you in, in holding room two. Oh, don't worry. The comms yeah. are out. That's why he called me to call you to get you down there. So it's guys, fine. Uh, once again, I thought I thought that they were just going to merely distract Ryan Chappelle for a few seconds so they could just call a chopper like it's not that hard. For the second time, I thought that this time I thought they weren't running any game. They were just like doing the, the obvious. But yo, they are the worst at y'all. So I need to bring our fan back to season one. Like, well, ep three, maybe ep two trank, or one trank action. No, so Jack Bauer with Nina Myers. 
orchestrates a delivery of a folder <laughs> and a trank gun into into Jack's office where he stone cold darts his boss in the leg mm-hmm. and nobody is the wiser. Yep. Fast forward 18 months, y'all. <laughs> Ryan Chappelle Tony. is headed to a conference room to check on what's going on. And Tony, who hates Jack mm. Bauer and everything Jack Bauer stands for, as soon as Ryan Chappelle walks in the room and he sees Michelle Dessler, says, hey, where's Rudin? What happened? Chloroformed his ass. <laughs> and then he chloroforms him and says, hey, get out of here and call that chopper. And then what does he pull out of his pocket? What? A gigantic syringe the and syringe. like some oh. unknown cocktail of drugs. Look, ready. So are they trying where's, to set where's up the that? dark gun? Did they get rid of the dark guns? Are they trying <laughs> to set up though that Michelle is a mole? Then? No, they're trying to set up that just like Tony is Jack Bauer now. Yeah, he's the new Bauer because he 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 drugged his boss. He just does it way worse than Jack would have done it. <laughs> yeah, like clumsier, stupider, and just like more witnesses. So, like, do you think like was Tony and Tony's entire idea for this based on what he saw Jack do on those the, on the film? I think this was dr- like. I don't think there's a plan. I think this was driven by desperation. I guarantee you that Jack had a contingency plan, like written down in a notebook, <laughs> when like, oh, boss being a dick, will will walk to to a cabinet, get dart gun, shoot boss in binder. I will Done. call Nina and say the magic word, bananas, and then she will bring like, me the Nina, binder. Nina was surprised by that action. Michelle was like, yeah, dope, love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that even Jack's gonna come back and be like. So Tony, I thought you'd steal the chopper. Yeah, not chloroformed Chappelle. You could have. You could have oh. just. You could have just called you the just chopper. Taken the chopper. Yeah. <laughs> you just like I don't know. Called the news. <laughs> like had pick, I don't know. It's L.A. There are probably so, literally thousands of choppers you could have gotten me. Also, so we got also, to go, oh, sorry. I can make an excuse for why we have cool dark guns. <laughs> why do we have chloroform here? <laughs> it's from that murder case we tried, I guess. I mean, homeboy had a rag full. I need to <laughs> yeah, he really did. He did him dirty for sure. Um, so we get the commercial. We come back. It's five fifty-one, and um, Sherry wants to know from Jack when CTU will arrive. And Jack just says, "Soon." Shut up. And uh, Sherry says, "Well, I don't want to be implicated because that will hurt David's presidency." And Jack says, oh, so now you care about this presidency, even though you spent the last 18 mm-hmm. months literally trying to undermine it and also bring in a nuclear bomb to blow oh, up Oh, and also BT dubs. He ain't the president no more. Mm-hmm. And she is shocked mm-hmm. by that revelation. And um, as she's processing that, Jack's phone rings. And he's like, before he answers, he says, yeah, you got what you wanted. He's not president. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Tony calling Jack. And he says... The chopper's on its way. It'll be there in 20 minutes. And uh, Jack says, oh, Chappelle agreed to that? (laughs) Tony just looks down at Ryan's lifeless body. And he's like, not Not exactly, exactly, Jack. And Jack tries to ask. And then Tony pulls the look, Jack. It's better if you don't know. And it's like, and like, sorry, go ahead. It's like, really? Jack literally cut well, off a dude's head earlier today. That's what but I feel yeah, like Jack's initial question of Chappelle Greer that was so how that dark gun worked yeah. out, friend. 
no, no, no. Like, it's like literally Jack's response was, yeah, dope, yeah. cool. Like, he, Did you find like his, his dark gun in only, my office? Like, literally his response to it is better if you don't know, which is says, okay, that's fine. Call the attorney yeah. general. Like, it, like literally did not miss a beat. Like, Jack's like, oh, cool. Tony's on my level fucking finally. Yeah, but then he's going to find love- out what he actually did later and be like, really, Tony? Like, this is Son. what you fucking did. You didn't shoot him point blank in the head. All right, fine. Well, okay, mean, everyone does their own thing, I guess. Uh, you put you put chemicals on a cloth and held it to his nose like an amateur. Ugh. We we have dark guns <laughs> in the closet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I know Chappelle's a bitch, but don't you like have negative ankle right now? I don't even know how he didn't get away from you. <laughs> it's all leverage in your own body. It's about jujitsu. It's all leverage. So Jack sells Tony to nuts with your crutch, you <laughs> douche. That would have been better if he just like double crutched him, like one to the nuts, one to the head. That would have been pretty sick. Like, how does Chappelle gonna explain the old this crutch to crunch? the hill? Crutch, the crutch, crunch. <laughs> I got chloroformed by my own employee. Cool. <laughs> but to be fair, he doesn't know that. All he That's he true. saw Michelle for a second, and then he got mad chloroform. Well, my predecessor got dark gunned, and then he was a hero. So mm. I win. I'm on the fast the fast track <laughs> to, to martyrdom. Um, so Jack tells Tony to call the attorney general because Sherry and Hewitt are going to want to cut deals. No, and, he says um, Miss Palmer is going to try and cut try a deal. to cut a deal. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. And he says, there's no margin for error here. He hangs up and Sherry overhears mm-hmm. this conversation and walks up to Jack and says, uh, what do you mean try to cut yeah. deal? That was not the I deal. I didn't say try nothing, motherfucker. And J- what is Jack says, my only concern is that the president and joint chiefs realize that this whole thing was staged. And as soon as they realize that. You're free to try to cut whatever fucking immunity deal you want, but that ain't my mm-hmm. shit yep. at all. Yeah, he's like, basically, I said what I said. And what does Sherry do immediately? Tries to tries, tries to use her wiles once again. Yeah. It's like, Just, I'll go talk to Alex. Yep. And he's like, you ain't talking to fucking <laughs> anybody. That's no, it. No, no, no more deals. No more talking. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. we're done. And he just says, don't Try me, Mrs. Palmer. And we get a tiny clock. It's 5.54. And please take a drink. But like, I I don't think I would try Jack Bauer in this moment. And like, smartly, Sherry Palmer does not yet try Jack. Jack is out of fucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a negative fucks at this point. Um, so, well, and like, he's going to get worse by the end of this episode, I think. Uh, so anybody who tries the next episode. Whew, it. It's weird at this moment, like, I think or I think until this moment, Jack Bauer was an abstract force for Sherry Palmer. Mm. Like, she knew of him, obviously, but then, like, she met him 20 minutes ago, and I think just now she's realizing, like, everything she's heard about Jack Bauer is true, <laughs> and her games don't work no more. Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> Jack is in that mode like he was in season one where it's like, hey, my wife and my daughter are in trouble. I'm going to do literally whatever it takes and I don't care who gets in my way. And now he's in the mode like, hey, you you fucked over my my good, good buddy, David Palmer. Mm -hmm. 
my yeah. man. You well, fucked to him be fair, over. And it's also like a combination of, hey, I was ready to jump on this nuke <laughs> a, couple, a few hours ago that you let in the country, mm-hmm. and now you fucking my buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm done. Yeah, just I'm out. So I'll slap you That's- clean across the face <laughs> if you talk or get up once more. That's it. So, so we get a tiny clock at five fifty four, and we see Kim walking through the mouth of this household. We see she's packing a couple bags, gathering her goods, and then she looks out a window at the police cruiser and um, sees the door open and the body of the police officer in the bushes. And gasps and turns to like run. laying on top of a hedge, like in in the spotlight. Yeah. Gary did not hide the thing. <laughs> nope. He actually like perfectly like laid it out uh, for yeah. like a nice presentation yeah. mode. Like he's got a tasteful eye. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. And apparently, so this is where I realized that Gary also did not realize that Kim was yeah. in the house because she sees him, freaks out. He sees her, freaks out, and chases her. And they go into an attic. And um, <laughs> he pulls a gun. He pulls the cop's gun and starts chasing her down and doesn't see her. But he sees the the pull handle for the attic yeah. kind of waving back and forth. And um, what does yeah, he do? He thinks, he, he thinks he's being smart right now, too. He <coughs> he pulls it down real fast like he's expecting her to like fall out. I don't know. And then he slowly starts climbing up the ladder, yelling for Kim, basically like, hey, don't make this worse on yourself. And, and trying saying to, that you killed right. Carla. It's, yeah, your it's fault. All, it's all your, your yeah. fault. It's like, hey, you're an abusive asshole. Mm-hmm. Okay, at best, Kim accelerated the fact that you murdered your wife. It was gonna happen eventually, yeah. dickhead. He dropped some abusive dickhead oh, yeah. nonsense on her for sure. And then she drops Kim, an abusive dickhead rollerblade right in his temple. Yeah, though. just hits him square, and and Gary goes a rolling. <laughs> and when you think that, oh fuck. Here we go. And, and when you think that, that Kim has done good, <laughs> she Sorry. full on Chevy chases that some bitch. <laughs> she pulls a Christmas vacation <laughs> right through the ceiling. I was going to say money pit, but that works too. Um, <laughs> she falls right through, even though like she'd been standing on it for a, a full long minute. time. She falls right through the, the Also, by the way, so she hits she hits Gary with I believe a gigantic Santa decoration from No, the it was attic. a rollerblade. I don't know what it was. It was, it was a, a rollerblade. Roller okay. <laughs> Just to be clear, she jacked him in the oh, dome yeah. <laughs> with a tire iron earlier and he he shook that But off. this time he fell off a ladder too. He fell 7 yes, feet to yeah. the ground. Good point. Yeah. Yep. Good point. And then she falls. And then she was like, hey, there's going to be two hits in this fight. I hit you with a rollerblade and you hit the ground, motherfucker. Yeah. So and then I hit you by falling through the ceiling. (laughs) She scrambles uh, towards him, grabs his gun, grabs his phone and calls CTU. And we get a tiny clock at 556. And Michelle Desser's phone rings. Why does she call CTU and and not 911? To get because she fucking Kim. She, that's what you know. Michael, I would do the Michael, same. What thing. did I say about Armageddon? The wrong stuff, friend. That's what Jack's had to deal with today. Is I was all actually really proud stuff. of her that she took his gun, though. Because last time she, yeah, did, she did not the take gun. a gun. Well, I'll be honest. I mean, so in season one, calling the police or calling law enforcement 
was not a remedy for That's her problems. Point. That's true. That's a very good point. I would never not call CTU <laughs> at this point. I would always call my dad's counterterrorism agency. Like, oh, the one that killed guess, her mother by having a mole in it? Sure, and but I would not call the cops who... And tried to kill her dad earlier. Listen, I'd be like, hey, I stuffed my toe. Can you get my dad on the phone to shoot this desk really good? Because it hurt my my toesies. Um, so Michelle picks up the phone. She talks to Kim. She connects Jack, and, and Kim is just freaking out. She's like, Gary's in the house. He has a gun. He's unconscious. I have it. And... During their conversation, Kim sees, like, basically Jack tells her to get the fuck mm-hmm. out of the house. And then as she goes to leave, she sees Gary stir, like his, the fingers on his left yeah. hand twitch as he's laying did on, his, think, on his tummy. What happened? Did you think, though, right here, like, my first thought was, like, we only have two episodes left. I don't understand how Jack is going to save the Correct. world and also Correct. save Kim. I didn't, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, because... And I'm. I'll ask you boys this. Let's get so so so. Kim is says, "Oh my god, Dad, he's waking up." Yeah, I thought she was dead. And I thought either she was going to get Kim napped mm-hmm. or something's going to happen. But Jack Bauer, for what I believe is the first time in this series, puts the country <laughs> above running towards Kim and asks Kim to complete a task. Mm. To do a thing for herself. <laughs> and not an easy task. No, man. Really? He just goes like, hey, I don't have time for this bullshit. Like, <laughs> like you're going to have to handle I think, this. Well, I think he, he it's like it's in the moment. And she realizes that, that Gary's stirring and she can't run past him. And she kind of cowers back in the corner of the of the closet. And what does Jack say? He said you kill him or shoot him. Shoot him. And she's shoot like, him. what? And he's like. Point the gun at his chest and pull the trigger. And Kim drops the phone and does it. She and does Gary it. and what are Gary's last words? He says, You little bitch. Kim. Yeah. You little yeah. bitch. And then receives a bullet directly to the mm-hmm. chesticle for his mm-hmm. trouble. And he falls down and starts gasping. And Kim drops down the corner of the wall, sobbing. <laughs> And then finally picks up the phone and just says she did it. Mm-hmm. And she's crying and she tells Jack she did it. And then what does Jack say? Shoot him again. Because mm-hmm. we we now. see Gary moving. Well, Fam, Jack this is before Zombieland, by yep. the way. This is way he, before Zombieland. Double tap. Mm-hmm. You gots to get that double <laughs> tap. Well, she knew that, he was, that she wasn't going to be like super accurate and hit him like in the good spot in the chest. Like and maybe not the, even the in murder the chest. spot where his if you shoot is there a point in a man's brain where if you shoot it his head will explode? <laughs> <laughs> like he knew he probably thought she actually missed the first one. Let's be missed? honest. Yeah, like I did it. Did you though? Can you do it one more time for daddy? And can you double? Can you can double, you double tap, tap down? Give us that sweet little double mm-hmm. tapping. Two, two. You know, to Kim's credit. Puts that phone down. Mm-hmm. Thing is, yeah, for both times, like Kim threw the phone to the ground and just like wrapped that gun up and right. just shot. Like she did the she dang knows, thing. Like oh, clearly, boy. Jack has showed her how to shoot a gun before. But we had we had our doubts earlier in this season, so that happened. And 
Gary Gary appeared to be dead, y'all. But then, then Jack makes a a decision <laughs> that I think may actually be leading up to overall Armageddon, because I talked about y'all doing having the wrong stuff, picking maybe not the right people to do a task. Uh huh. What happens? And, what does he and, do? And Jack he has to get somebody to come and get Kim. And Tony, somebody, who, anybody, and who previously world. may have been able to do it, can't do it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, his wife, rest in peace. Um, no one that he trusts really can go and get Kim. So he calls the one person, y'all, who you would not want to be with Kim. Yeah. Kim? Another Kim. <laughs> he calls Mega The Kim. only thing worse than a Kim is two Kims. He's decided to combine two camps <laughs> y'all so i want to let's think this so he calls kate warner because he believes that she has a a cop presence with her Correct. and they can go and get kim yes. with her mm-hmm. let's think this through it is 5 57 in the morning <laughs> and he calls kate warner who is in the bath <laughs> In a bubble bath. She's just lounging, man. Just luxurious. Just man. like not lounging. She's sitting pretty much straight up, staring into the middle distance, and then her phone rings. Like she like I get a distracted bubble bath. Like she's clearly not like enjoying it. But again, it is five fifty six in the and morning. She chose a bubble bath. A bubble bath. Like she put she didn't just go to sleep nah. after the longest fucking day of her life and she got home. Two hours ago? She didn't even take a... Sh- She's like, I like, can get to wanting to take a shower. Like, there's been a lot of shit. I'm going to take a warm shower. I'm going to go to bed. I would take a quick disco right. shower and then take a quick, like, slow jazz sleepy time. <laughs> Three-day sleep. But she's like, no, yeah. I'm going to not only draw a bath and wait for this water to heat up and then fill up. I'm going to put some bubbles in it, though. Mm-hmm. Get my bubbies yeah. on, though. Mm-hmm. Give, my, is, give me some aromatherapy to clear the trauma of my sister trying to kill the entire. Is that like the, yeah, is you know, that like the you know most white like girl move ever, Curtis? It it is. <laughs> like she just has to relax. Well, because yeah. well, Michael, God, she can't be fucking uncomfortable. That's ridiculous. <laughs> when they're uncomfortable, they call the the fucking police. So she got her, she Lord got her knows she's had enough. Of, Lord knows she's had enough of calling the police on on brown people <laughs> yeah. today. So you know maybe she just needs to take a Do break. Do you think from while it. she maybe was riding in the, the car air. with Yusef, she actually had a minute where she almost called the police oh, on yeah. him? Oh, if she she'd have had a smartphone available, it'd have been. There's a black done. guy driving, or there's a brown guy driving through this neighbor. Oh wait, no, he's in my car. Oh no, he's oh, my friend. Guy? Sorry about that. My bad. So. Kim kills Gary, <laughs> and Jack says, "I'll get someone to cut you." He calls. He calls. Uh, what's her shit, Kate? <laughs> and um, and then as he's talking to someone, Jack just says, "Hey, I need." He calls CTU again. And says, "Hey, someone's going to pick up Kim. I need some help." And um, she's on her way to CTU. And then Alex sees all this going on and gets kind of antsy. And just gets up and like wants to well, leave. He has no idea that, ta- that Jack's talking about Kim. Like he could be thinking that he has no idea. He just down. sees Jack freaking right. out. He's like, "I shouldn't be here," and he tries to leave. And Sherry tries to stop him, and he she does for a second, but then he walks over to the other side of his like computer bay, and she tries to stop him again. And what happens, dude? Um, dude, he shanked her. He fucking shivved her. <laughs> 
Dude shoves a, a tiny screwdriver yep. right into her tum-tum. The old laptop and, screwdriver. Gotta get it. And Jack hangs up, and this dude pulls a poster <laughs> off the wall, sh- like Shawshank style, and runs down a corridor. And Jack, like, pauses for a moment to look at Sherry Palmer, and she's like, help me. And he's like, fuck no. And just chases Alex down the hallway. And we cut to commercial at 559 and 59 seconds. You're worthless. You literally do mean nothing. He's the man. He's the guy who could do it. I don't give a shit about you. Her her just like, help me. He's like, no, dog. (laughs) I'm not gonna do that though. Yeah, all 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 I wrote down was I just got stabbed by a tiny screwdriver, Jack. <laughs> Jack saying, "I gotta catch Alex Dufresne over here before he escapes with the fucking evidence." <laughs> Deuces. <Yep. laughs> oh, let's yeah, be guess. honest. It's not the first time you've gotten a tiny screwdriver, Sherry. Yeah, here's the thing. I have a computer <laughs> screwdriver kit. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have one of those screwdriver kits myself. None of those tools can do the amount of damage that Sherry's face was claiming with happened to her body. Well, I mean, I she, mean literally, it was a one-inch screwdriver. Yeah. Like <laughs> she didn't. You, you have to help me. No, like, you'll be fine. I she acted like up. she got blown up by by a <laughs> nuclear weapon when she when Jack shot near her. So of course, if she actually gets stabbed, you better believe she's getting all she's worth out of it. Yeah, there's some drama to that one. Um. Yeah. No. But this is this is a fun fucking it episode. Really was. I had a great time yeah. with this one. I, I mean, we got what two three more. more hours left? Two more two hours more left. Hours yeah. Left, Damn, dogs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, th- we got a. From what I remember, Curtis, you are in for a fucking treat in the next two hours. A treat like this movie is. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie. I just watched Steve Armageddon Buscemi ride a nuclear weapon. Armageddon rules. And can I say this? Steve Buscemi is kind of like if Tom Hanks like broke bad like early in life. Mm. Mm. Okay. Like just if he if he broke weird, like Steve Buscemi is kind of like Tom Hanks' younger, weirder brother. This scene right here is all about physics, y'all. <laughs> it's a good one. They decided is it to launch though? the armadillo uh, is, is across the asteroid. Yeah, well, it's Michael Bay mm. physics, which are weird and bad, but for to his credit. Accurate. Yeah, we did. We did talk. One. We did talk about Michael Bay in uh, Trends in Low Places this week. Uh, he's yeah. Oh man, he makes some good ones. Yeah, he's made some bangers. Some he's club made bangers. Some very he's bad some ones. Uh, well, as well, well, gentlemen. Oh, a, a ton of bad ones, gentlemen. It's been lovely <laughs> speaking with with you this week. As always, everyone. If you like this show, you can find more information at goodbuddymedia.com. You can also find out more information about our sister show, Trends in Low Places, which Michael just mentioned, which where. Michael and I, and occasionally Curtis, when he is traveling for work, we talk about dumb, stupid internet stories and just make fun of them. This week, Michael Bay featured pretty heavily mm-hmm. in it. Also, some weird sex stuff, because that's Ooh, what we do. Would our podcast um, just create a monster that was just Jack Bauer? Like, Longest Days of Our Lives would just be Jack would, Bauer. With It would generate the specter yeah. of Jack Bauer to hunt you down mm-hmm. and kill you. Hmm. Curtis, it makes sense if you listen to <laughs> Trends in Low Places. I gotta get in that. Yeah. We yeah, have to gotta, like. Gotta, I have to finish editing it and release it first before you can hear it. But yeah, 
I was about to say, I felt, oh, I felt yeah. like a bad partner because I hadn't nah. looked this. But, I, nope. but all right, cool. Mm-mm. I normally listen. Slap slap your ears on that, Curtis, mm-hmm. as soon as Michael down, uh, uploads it. Will do. Um, but also, hey, everyone, if you want to shoot us a message, we read everything we get. If you want to, if you want us to read a message to a fellow listener, if you want to share a cool story about Jack Bauer, if you just want to tell us how much you hate Kim Bauer, yeah, you can either hit us up at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com or shoot us a message on Facebook message messenger. We read every single thing we get. We love to hear from our fans and we would love to hear from you. So please shoot us a message. And Curtis, how else can people help us out? Yeah, guys, if you want to give us a help, guys and gals, sorry, did not want to be inclusive there um go ahead and subscribe to us don't make that face at me i saw you know what i'm gonna stop it i'm gonna stop it right now did you say inclusive (laughs) yep i fucked up pretty good fucked up fucked up real good nope let's uh let's start i normally don't fuck this up god damn it here we go all right hey friend no i control the edit (laughs) i know i know you're gonna just keep talking i I got you all right all right yeah folks if you want to give us uh, a a helping hand there Go ahead and subscribe to uh, this show or our sister show, Trims in the Low Places, on your podcast app of choice, whether that be iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Addict, or Spotify. Whatever you utilize to get your podcast for the week, uh, just subscribe to our shows. When you do that, go ahead and rate us or give us a review. Uh, that allows us to move up the charts and uh, continue our march for becoming a podcast juggernaut. Also, go ahead and look out for, I think, Soon enough here, we're going to get uh, maybe some YouTube and some Twitch channels going on here. Look out for our stuff popping up. Just always been the search for good buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, uh, Michael, how can the folks help us on the old social media? Oh, no. Rockhound. Oh, God. <laughs> beans. Oh, he just flew up into the fucking moon. Sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, Rockhound, this Rockhound movie- survives this movie. What are you talking about? Rockhound fucking just flew off into space he back, in the though. fucking That's not drill. Rockhound. Rockhound is fucking Steve Buscemi. Who's the the big guy? That's whatever. Uh, fucking Gus or whatever his name is. <laughs> Gus. Gus. Oh, I'm sorry. First of all, I'm so sorry. The names in this movie are so fucking dumb. <laughs> Wait, how does one I guy get Rockhound was and one guy get fucking Gus? I, I'm sorry that Rockhound was not the big fat dude who drove the drill car. No, no, but and like flew off Armadillo? Into space. Armadillo? Well, what? Well, sorry. There's not a man named Armadillo this in movie, this movie. This, the Armadillo's the name of the fucking drill car you're talking about. Right. Are you talking about, yeah. sorry, are you talking about Michael Clark Duncan? Duncan? School. Kush, some of us, no, not Michael. That's Bear. Yeah, Valiant. I know. But bear, who are you bear, talking sorry. about then? Bear. I was talking about Bear. Oh. No, Bear didn't die in this movie either. <laughs> God damn it. Some, yes, he fu- No, he, he just doesn't. flew off into it the moon. It sounds like Bear we need to watch this movie AJ. again. Bear is with AJ on the second armadillo. Gus is the dude who died. The white dude with the spiky hair. I think his name is Gus. There's no not Gus. Rockhound because that's Steve Buscemi. There's no fucking Rockhound Gus. Steve Buscemi, you're right. There's no Gus. I'm looking at the yeah, cast right now. There's no Gus. Okay, then what's, what's, who's the fat white guy? What's his name in the movie? I don't see a fat white guy. There's Chick. God, well, there there's is Lev, one, my dude. Uh, there's Colonel Willie something. Sharp? Yeah. Yeah, I know that dude. That's Barry Pepper. No, not Barry uh, Pepper. Um, um, fucking, uh, uh, don't you dare besmirch Barry Pepper. It's, it's another guy I love. Tom. William um, Fickner. William Fickner. My, my fucking fault. No, Sorry. Fickner is... No, Fickner is the Colonel. Fickner, yeah, he's Colonel Willie Sharp. Colonel, Colonel Willie Sharp is Fickner. Yeah, but he, but he was not. No, the he's fat, not the. There's no, no fat white dude. 
There is a fat white yes. dude. Don't there fuck is, around. Michael, I just saw this man <laughs> drill into Max. a hole. Max. It's Max. Max. I just saw this man fly off into the fucking into space with a car. There's a guy named Gruber in this movie? Yeah, he's the he's but the not command Gruber. to Sharp on the on the shuttle. Do you know what his name is in real life? Grayson McCouch. Grayson McCouch. Doesn't that sound like something you would do to someone? Like, I can't believe this this fucker came over and Grayson McCouch. Oh, <laughs> uh, I didn't or, Grayson him. I didn't Grayson McCouch. Or, or hey, girl, you want to Grayson McCouch? <laughs> I didn't. So, I didn't Grayson his couch. Oh, he Grayson McCouch. So Ken Hudson Campbell is this gentleman who flew off into the moon. He kind of looks like um, he's he's from he's from something. No, he just looks like a guy from something. He looks like a like a bud like a dollar store ripped porn. <laughs> no, he kind of looks like uh, like if um, oh, fuck who's can you guys believe Armageddon is at thirty eight percent at Rotten what? Tomatoes? Bullshit. That's horseshit. Hey, who's the guy who's in that, who's the guy in in that terrible movie? TV show that's the brother of the guy who died who who was actually funny? Oh, Jim, Jim Belushi. Belushi for he looks yeah. like he looks like Jim Belushi's <laughs> fat cousin. Ken Hudson Campbell. Which is weird. Michael, say what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> he looks up us on the old social media, buddy. <laughs> you can find us on uh Twitter, Facebook, uh by searching for uh, longest days of our lives, or uh, at L Dual Cast L D O O L Cast. Uh, when you see us post something, uh, please give us a share, a like, a retweet. Um, follow us there. Where become fuck? friends with us. Join our group. Um, all of those things. Um, yeah. Well, he nailed it. Uh, so <laughs> there's something else I'm supposed to say, but I don't remember what it is. So yeah, um, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, Google search uh, "longest days of our lives" and then just start clicking on things that might <laughs> be related to this show. <laughs> if you, you want to help us out, so uh, yeah. And um, you want to close this out, there, Kush? Oh, um, guys, I think we are literally f- and figuratively, but mostly literally, running out of time on this exact show. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> oh wait, I think. Do I say no. I love you? I, I forget. Know. That's our other show. I oh, would do another one. Sorry. <laughs> love you. Bye. There it is. Ugh. <sighs>